You are listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And this episode is sponsored by Scream and Writhe Distro, an absurd exposition label, and Misanthropic Agenda. More on that in a bit. Today, we're taking a break from discussing LPs and <laughs> CDs and tapes to discuss something a little bit different. K2's expertly titled Anybody Can't Catch Up With This 10-Inch on Antizen from 1997. Yes, I thought it was exciting to discuss a 10-inch. We've discussed a few, but this one in particular is one that has always been a favorite. And, you know, with someone like K2, I think the classic album we think of is The Rust. Mm -hmm. And this is related to that, but just thought it'd be kind of cool to do something slightly off the path of the absolute stone cold classic before we get into this phenomenal 10 inch gray what the heck have you been listening to over there i have been all over the map discordance creative hatred recently reissued by phage tapes uh more goodness from gabriele giuliani in his Power Electronics alter ego. Is that uh, originally on Slaughter? This is originally on Slaughter Productions, yeah. Remastered by none other than Grant Richardson in a handsome digipack, and it sounds nasty. Uh, if you've been enjoying Dead Body Love, then I think you should dig into the Discordance catalog. I actually just picked up one that passed me by, uh, showed up in the mail today, and I haven't listened to yet, but the Supremacy CD on crowd control activities. Heck so yeah. expect to hear that in the future. Recent listening. I uh, listened to Machine and Zimmer 412 or MZ412s. Uh, Tara, you got the Latin handy? In nominee. The Nostri Satanus Luciferi Excelsi. I mean, I think you got it. You know, <laughs> I think you nailed it. Just First rub try. it in that I don't speak Latin. Okay, just twist that knife a little more. I've been working on it, but you know, uh, it's a dead language. I think it's not dead. Latin is alive, and I think that that one just like we all can imagine, you got Luciferi and Satanus Excelsior in it. Let's go with it. Yes, let's go with it. Uh, it's Cold Meat Industry, nineteen ninety five. I think it came out. It was recorded through the second half of ninety four, and it's sort of the rebirth of the project after being dormant since the late eighties releases, and it is blackened satanic industrial noise. And I love it. I love it. This is, it's so good. Great atmospheres, great rhythms, great, just sounds cool all around. Really enjoy it. So, uh, high recommends for that one. It's, it's one I've listened to for years and years, but just pulled out again. Uh, I don't know. Got excited about MZ412. Uh, one that the Connollys and I, synchronicity that's a word linked up on was seed mouth's voice of phlegm i think my copy shipped from japan right as uh, theirs had gotten there and so we have both i know been listening to this great seed mouth disc among other things uh, reissued by suizan studio out of japan 
Uh, this is from originally from 1989, and it is awesome. Seedmouth is really unclassifiable. Yeah, Gray, you're right. This is quite synchronous, and yes, Seedmouth has so much variation. I'm just going to hold these up now because this is my <laughs> recent listening, and then that would also be Voice of Phlegm and Titanic, and truly this title hits close to home because I have a Voice of Phlegm most days. Uh, so would you say you can you're a phlegmatic right person? I are you am one, one of the-, the phlegmatic people, just like the number one track on this album. Uh, so I thought it was sweet. Mike surprised me with this album because I had an especially um, phlegmatic, wonderful week. So uh, this really <laughs> makes it feel better. Uh, and boy, is it good, huh, Gray? It's really, really despite a disgusting title, a tasty album. Uh, it is... <laughs> Seedmouth is really strange. And yes. mm-hmm. it's exciting to sort of dig further into the world of Seedmouth, who is unfortunately no longer with us, but uh, luckily we can hear a couple of these. Thankfully, we can hear a couple of these reissues now. Yeah, and you know we've certainly talked about Seedmouth a little bit in multiple episodes, and have talked to a few people who have gone to Japan and stayed with at Seedmouth's family's house, and they discussed getting the sweatpants and how great his parents were. <laughs> and so we've just been really, really uh, interested in and in digging into more Seedmouth. Of course, the original tapes are pretty hard to come by, though. We will have them someday, but in the meantime, will not hope. In the meantime, yes, these these two CDs have been reissued, and I do know that there's others being worked on, but who knows how long that'll take. There's a great release on SSSM Scum, and that's that's again, he it really is hard to classify. He goes so many, does so many strange things, and something like Voice of Flem is from 1989, and man, it just it's we were we were actually listening to both of these mm-hmm. last night. And especially with Voice of Flem, it's like, what is he thinking when he's making this? Like, and even at the just, end, when it comes down into like it's 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 beat driven, yeah, driven, it's, it's so rhythmic. Um, but then at the beginning, it's just like strange and isolated, um, alienating. Uh, it's it's its own thing. I love it so much. And Titanic, oh. I can't decide whether I like more Voice of Flem or t- I feel Voice of Flem as a personal. Um, connection that I have with it but the Titanic 2 is also very like isolated alienating like very very like exactly like being in a huge empty body of water alone well well, yeah I mean in the the first track is like 40 minutes and it's called Ghost Voice of Titanic so it's immediately with a title like that I'm beyond in and then you have Titanic in the Rock Ice and Twilight City I mean come on it's yeah. perfection. And I think most people, the most probably accessible Seedmouth thing would be the inclusion on the Kingdom of Noise VHS. Oh, and I feel like right. that's probably where most people, yeah. and that was for the, you know, for the longest, probably the main thing people, and that's a, that's Twilight, that's Twilight City. The videos is for Twilight City. So it's. What a really cool project. There's a great interview in the first issue of Mason's Magazine. We are, we'll are certainly be doing a Seedmouth episode at some point. How sure. funny was that when we ordered them at the same time? <laughs> I love I it. Mean, we hadn't discussed it at all, but it no. just happened. I love it. I always I always say stuff like, 
synchronicity in something like that, it's almost like, well, yeah, of course. He's like, the same interest. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I always say that that's not that that's not fair. It would be it'd be a lot crazier if we say both went or, kayaking on the same. Yeah, day. Yeah, we both decided to go kayaking on the same. That would be crazy. That would be. Nothing any of us would ever do. Nothing any of us has talked about. And then we did it on the same day. No. The three of us ordering a Seed Mouth CD around the same (laughs) time. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's wild, but really is it, you know. Three of us ordering Thai food from the same place on the same day. Which we did last night. Gray, did you? Did you have have matcha last night? (laughs) I did not actually. A friend of ours got us some chili sauces from a... Like local place here in LA called Only Pans, which is a great Ooh, pun name, sexy. I think. And uh, <laughs> so I made some noodles and vegetables with this delicious chili there you oil. But well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. No, Seed Mouth is an exciting zone to be in. What else, Gray? What else? Got a skin graft demolition CD on Liquid Death Records. Corey sent me this over, and uh, it's uh, material from. Nine, uh, 2018 and it is a loud nasty ripper uh yeah skin graft i mean i just put out a skin graft so uh he was kind enough to send me one of these and it's mean i was listening to it while working on some contact mics the other night and uh just letting my brain turn off which is a great thing to do with loud harsh noise mm-hmm. absolutely and Last but certainly not least is this ICK Le Hemorrhagie Nihilists. As my ASMR opening here. Uh, Compositions by ICK from 99 to 2001. And it's a collection of stuff, I believe. I, I can't even really tell. I don't know. It's all in French, so I'm not I'm not good at reading it, but uh, it's on Hal Rook and Tesco, and it's nice ambient industrial atmospheres, I would say, across 13 tracks. Yeah. Sick. Don't know it. We. Oui. Uh, ICK was on uh, La Nouvelle Alliance in the early days and so there's a there's a great tape uh called intrinsic violence that's really good that got an lp reissue which is worth seeking out if you can't find the original tape but i mentioned the malignant tumor list this was stuff that was uh kind of gettable through that back in the late 90s and so that's some stuff i bought back then and that label went dormant rather quickly and so now when i see stuff like this that's kind of floating around from that era i tend to pick it up Killer. Kindly, what have you been listening to? Well, aside from our sick and killer seed mouth zone. Mm-hmm. Boy, Kyle Wright really brought some stuff that got us excited. So not only did we get super excited on that Noisemakers 5, 7-inch, yep. and subsequently picked up some of the CDs he suggested, the Bad Sector album that just blew us all away. Mm-hmm. But took some advice from his recent listening and reminded us that there was that Anade Circular that had just come out. And so we grabbed that and 
played it at least once every single day. I was gonna say, do you think we've times. listened to it twenty times? Maybe? I mean, how whatever the day we so got many, it, probably times two, several times a day. Yeah, it's. I mean, look, we it's we awesome. love love Nada. I wasn't familiar with Circular. Yeah, it's and I'm still I'm still the only material from the project that we've we've heard is this. It's it's a it's like a split. It was I think a it, I, I I think it was a some sort of radio broadcast that they each did and then it's put mm-hmm. out as a double disc. It's full seemingly an hour of each full it's almost a full album by each. It's that type of thing where you forget yeah. you're listening to it and then all of a sudden you'll be like, "Oh god, what is this? Yeah. Oh, it's so good." Like every single time you'll forget while you're listening and then you'll remember yep. and you'll get stoked all over again. It's a it's a circular cycle. It's a sick cycle of corruption. That's right. So again, <laughs> Kyle just bringing the great recommendations. Yeah, taken, that was great. Taking full advantage of his recommendations. I feel like he gives pretty solid recommendations. Like you mm-hmm. can feel comfortable taking them. I would agree with that. I'll say you, you mentioned the bad sector and it's, I didn't list it out, but I think I've listened to like five different bad sector nice. CDs <laughs> in the past week, week and a half. And yeah, all different and enjoyable in their own way. Yeah. Really, really yeah. killer. Absolutely. Um, was, Going through the chondritic sound band camp because I was, you know, just one of those things. You're like, How, have we missed anything new? You know, you know yeah, how it goes. Checking we, it we out. talk, you know, eight million times a day, every week, week in, week out. But, you know, sometimes yep. you end up missing something. Just it happens and realized we had missed the Theta tape. Now, that is it's the band with the symbol. It is Theta, correct? It is Theta, yes. That is what I'm referring to it as and will continue to do so. <laughs> Uh, Void Plan is the tape from a little bit ago when it was just one we had we had missed. So picked that up and really again perfect, perfect in the zone of Seed Mouth in the zone of Anade Circular and another Kendrick CD that we had but just hadn't gotten to yet is the Smoky Emery CD. Yeah, and right. again that was it was a great day because I think we had done. Seed Mouth, Anade Circular, Smoky Emery. I think I even I think I was we were texting you like, dude, this fit it <laughs> yes. fits right. Yeah. And then a couple of days later picked up that that theta. So it was a it was a real nice little era here this week. Gray, what's a smoky emery? I that feels like a Philip K. Dick reference. Oh, you know, I don't know. I have to ask Daniel. Dang. I, I've hoping. never actually asked. You know, he's someone I met. Like the first year I lived in LA, I DJed some weird fancy warehouse party and he was playing and we just hit it off immediately. So he's someone I've known like very early on getting to LA and, uh, he wasn't even living here then he was living in, in Texas. Um, but yeah, I have been a fan for a long time. So I'm, and I've put out a couple tapes, but I was really stoked to put a, that CD in the world. I, Love just throwing it on and and spacing out to it. Well, yeah. So I, I mean, I think all our I think our recent listening section all fits would fit in a great day of listening. I think yeah. it, it all they all it all fits together, and couldn't be more different than the ten inch we are about to discuss. Yes. But before we get into that, 
Let's have a word from our sponsors. Whether you get off on sonic extremes, skilled think pieces, or psychologically damaging soundtracks for personal ritual, Misanthropic Agenda has got you covered. Misanthropic Agenda is a noise, sound art, and electronic music label founded by Garrett Whitmer in 1998, releasing CDs and vinyl by the likes of Merzbau, John Weiss, Joe Colley, Dave Phillips, Francisco Marino, Death Throws, Lasse Marhog, Jason Krumer, LHD, and many more. Use code NOISEXTRA at misanthropicagenda.com to receive free shipping on any size order in the United States. Oh, and they've also got a band camp. Scream and Rive Distro and Absurd Exposition Label, a Canadian-based source for experimental electronics, harsh noise, power electronics, and more. Hundreds of titles in stock on all formats, offering media mail shipping to the USA and affordable international shipping. Visit ScreamandRive.com and use code NOISEXTRA to get 10% off during the month of February. Limit one use per customer. Anybody can't catch up with this. What a title. Well, it's always been one of my top 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 noise titles of mm-hmm. all time i this is the kind of noise title that gets me excited day in and day out the grammatical strangeness the statement itself the way it's framed with this incredible packaging love the packaging for this this is a bygone era of packaging and Labels, if you want to set yourself apart, bring it back. Ant Zen, definitely known for a very specific type of packaging, especially in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And also picture discs. And, you know, there's just something very specific about Ant Zen. The paper this is packaged in is so cool. It's like uh, almost like a reptile skin, but very thin tissue, butcher waxed paper folded Folded over and then folded up to make a housing and sealed with a full color sticker. Uh, I love it. I am fully on board for this. And, you know, a lot of stuff used to come in really great. Like, I don't know if labels were going to the art supply store more often than they do now or what. Like when you look at uh, Daniel Menchie, Furious Eclipse on Soleil Moon or him for Slice Velocities on Tesco that has that great like crocodile skin paper. Um, look at the old Daniel Menchie seven inches in like weird marbled vellum looking stuff or textured paper. Even, uh, Praxis Dr. Behrman and the MSBR 10 inch intensification in a metal box. Like these kind of Polaroid, the tantric harmonies in a vellum envelope that's printed. And that attention to detail and specialty paper is I mean, with me, it's one of the things that I was inspired by, and that's why I always used sort of weird colored papers and like fancier papers for chondritic stuff a lot of the time was was a direct result of this stuff. I never went full on art paper uh, because I felt like other labels had done that and were doing it a great job at it. But that that sort of nod to it is was a big thing for me. And 10 inches, I think, get away with that a lot. There's a lot of 10 inches in kind of like cool, weird packaging because you're making a couple hundred and they're smaller. So maybe it's easier to find something you can cut down to fit around a 10 inch instead of having to do an LP. Maybe there's less waste, but I, I like anything that's got sort of this hand assembled look and feel to it, a texture to it, a depth to it. And it, it just, it just signifies something different. You're getting something different here. Oh, totally. And I love, too, how the it's just this small, full-color sticker mm-hmm. that holds it together. And it just, and it's, and it's not, it's, I mean, it's, 
it's not directly in the smack dab middle. I mean, it is, but it's lower. And I like that as well. And where the, the fold is lower and, you know, it's it's centered, but it's not, you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's folded like an envelope. And the sticker is, uh, it, it looks like, like kind of an elevation map of a human body. It has a few joints in it, like hips, knees, shoulders, and it's uh, rainbow color. And then over K2, it says, anybody can't catch up with this uh, very subtly. So the design yeah. is awesome. Yes. Well, this Stefan is... Alt from Aunt Zen did all the graphic design, I feel like, for the label back then. And tons and tons of great looking releases really stand out super stark minimal stuff and really sort of elaborate things especially in the 90s like the the packaging on ends and stuff in the 90s is hard to hard to top for like stuff that was pretty accessible well distributed good number of copies and out there but had a very unique and handmade feel to a lot of it yeah, and and this is just it's just this was a early record just like what you were saying Gray that I was like oh it can be this like yeah. a, like a, mm-hmm. like a, this is what a cool thing and it is minimal but there is info and there's info on the labels but just enough and it's everything about this is and then yeah just the size the 10 inch something about that is perfect for noise and I mean here we're just immediately in the metal junks cut up noise inferno when you drop that needle. There's no, you're in it. <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, like introductory section. No. Nope. No. <laughs> no build up. You're just in. They just I drop you just, in. Here we are. And this is where we're going to be for the next <laughs> half hour and couldn't be more happy. The just incinerating all respectability. Yeah, it's really wild to me on this how there's so much nice attention to detail and cut up noise but there's all this atmosphere rummaging around under it so even with the cuts sometimes it's it's not a straight cut they're still left this sort of like reverb junked out but you feel like you're in a big hall or cavernous space a lot of the time and what's being cut up might be in different places in that hall so it doesn't feel disjointed it actually while being cut up feels kind of unified by the sense of space you get from the sounds oh absolutely and there's a there is an overall patience to these cups these these aren't lightning fast like say a i have become the disease that made me there are those Mm -hmm. in there There but yeah it's there is a lot of patience with them yeah, it, this is like erosion noise. Oh, like yeah. Like, it's absolutely things being eroded through metal junks, sonic erosion, through processing, but absolutely erosion. And then the rust. Uh, the instruments listed are metal junks, fricter, modulators, and MTRs. So- and, re- and the reason to bring that up is because, as stated on the label, this 10-inch is made up of materials from the rust. So this was recorded around the same time. Mm -hmm. And Tara and I, we listened to the rust right before we listened to this for this, for this episode to kind of see if we could feel what he's talking about. And a hundred percent you can, there's actually a very distinct electronic sound that happens on this first side that also happens on Mm -hmm. the rust. It's, it's in one of the cutups and 
So you're like, oh, that to me was the real marker of, okay, yes, he is using material from the sessions of the Rust. And maybe he's even using the actual Rust album itself. I don't know. Yeah, and That's unclear, but what it does state is that it's using... The, the material. I think the important the thing is that I bring it back to Latin real quick. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And that is when he says Frichter uh, was one of the materials used. And we were like, is that a miss, miss, like a typo of friction? Uh, or is it a word that has been invented? Um, it's probably an invented word based on friction. But guess what? Fricto is a Latin word and it means pounded. How perfect is Fricto. that? I think we discussed this Frichter word on the. Iron Culture seven inch episode on our Patreon. I know when we looked, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that. Yeah, I, you know, as as we always kind of jokingly are, while while it's seemingly all our conversations are being recorded, yes. we do actually have some conversations that aren't. It's recorded, really hard to I'm remember. Pretty sure we which did is discuss which. that because yeah. it's such a strange word. You know, this is something that K two would do. Often, especially in the 80s and 90s, you see a lot of releases utilizing or reworking the material from an earlier or different release. And so it's no surprise it's happening here with The Rust. Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah it's, I mean, The Rust, I mean, it, The Rust really is the K2 manifesto. While he has many classic releases, there's something about the Rust that is just when I think of K two, I I picture the Rust. Yeah, well, this is like the the slightly smaller Rust. I mean, it's recorded right, at the same right, time. Right. It's the same source material. Uh, these, at a guess, could be considered alternate takes or versions or things he was working on directly alongside the Rust that also deserve their own release in the form of anybody can't catch up with this. So I think that that's that's uh, part of the reason you chose this one is because it is yeah. part of, but not the kind of definitive K2. Correct. And I mean, there's just these slices of blown up metal cut-ins of just really weird electronics. And it's just this like canvas of overblown metal junks noise. That is, Oh God, it's just such a great place to be. And you know, and another reason we chose it, the 10 inch format. The 10-inch format is such a great format for noise. You got haters, sweet austerity. Haters cultivating calamity. Mersbau red two eyes. One of the great mid-90s Mersbaus. Condom Rome songs. Le Joie de la Princesse, Deuce France. Oh. Uh, MSBR intensification. Absolutely MSBR intensification. Uh, there's Coil versus Elf Worship the Glitch. Ooh. A newer one, Albrecht Linecraft. The Club Moral Instruments of Attraction, 10 inches. Masana Psychotectronics Erectile. That one's so mm, weird looking. I love so the weird. cover of that one. It's so strange. Crawl Unit 1993. Uh, there's just so many killer 10 inches that... Well... well I- well, it's a it's a cool format because it's it is it is a unusual size. Even though it is standard, I mean, there and seven inch, ten inch, and twelve inch were the real standard vinyl sizes, especially back in you know seventy eight days. I think ten inch was the standard. Yes, I think. Yes. I mean, I, I'm a, no, no. I'm speaking completely out of turn, but I'm pretty sure. Feels it seems right. Like it feels right. Uh, and but but because. 
it's I mean, this is the noise underground, so we have to do those things that not everybody is used to doing, or maybe not everyone is used to having. Maybe Some- not everyone has a sick ten inch collection. They should, and noise fans definitely should. So it's just such a and because you get you get a good chunk of time. The art can be different and unique, like this. And you can just really it's 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 like a statement to me. Putting it a ten inch is a statement. Mm-hmm. It's something that stands out. Call, haters cultivating calamity is like a statement, and that's, I love that. I love that so much. You know, red two eyes. That's oh, that's one of the best Mersbaus. And I just think it. I just think there's something so fitting for ten inches and noise. I mean, the ten inches we've discussed. Ferocity of Practical Life, Hijokaiden, and mm-hmm. the Hermit Yggdrasil Eseton split. Absolute classics. That 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 Hijokaiden ten inches like that is a monster ten inch. Oh yeah, I, and I think we maybe had discussed this before, but originally the second episode of Noise Extra was planned to be the MSBR intensification <laughs> ten inch. It's the funniest <laughs> tease, the longest tease anyone's ever done. Because I think even when we when we were first when we just did our first recordings i think you even took a little picture of like what we were working on <laughs> so not only did we have we not gotten to that we we've done two other msbr <laughs> regular episodes and at least one other seven inch episode if not two uh that oh yeah two yeah so we've that what a long that's a long tease. Who knows when we'll get to it? I was just refiling seven inches and found my Collapse Land CD in oh, uh, right. seven in inch the, box. The, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Uh, even though it's more of an eight eight plus it's inch a, it's packaging, a, it's like oversized. Yeah. It's, it doesn't really fit anywhere. It fits on the side of a seven inch box. <laughs> There's a couple. <laughs> I got to put Smelling Quim uh, nonstop robotic fornication on that. Yeah, the side because yeah. it's oversized. Yeah. There's a couple tucked into the side there. You got to know. You got to watch out for. So it sounds right. like Gray, you're you keep your ten inches away from your twelve inches. You don't just file them in. You don't want to. What, what do you think the proper way to do it? You, you cause warping. You put different size records together. I would never do such oh. a thing. Oh my! Ten and inches go in a special section. And as do the Connollys ten inches because <laughs> in the past couple weeks, well, it was probably it was a few weeks ago at this point, but. We had a full-on overhaul organization Boy, in this did home. we. I don't think we've even discussed this. And <laughs> it was awesome. It's still, like, not everything is... Everything is in its proper... Like, the 10 inches where they're going to be, the 7 inches where mm-hmm. they're going to be. Now we need to organize those sections. Yeah, they're not, like, alphabetical, but they're, but they're, they're there. in it. And boy, it's exciting. We have internet and our <laughs> records organized. And I don't CDs, and the books and, and CDs. I don't know what's going books. on in this world. It's exciting. The main thing we need to do now is we are looking to get something to display our special packaging. That's the only. That's the only thing. It's it's not. It needs to be on display. It semi is and semi isn't. But we're looking at a couple different things to actually have a I want display. a full on acrylic display yeah, like case. A hut, like a I want to get I want to get yeah, weird yeah, yeah. with it. Yeah. I have these sort of crown moldings above my windows in my house. So like right. if you're walking in the hallway from the living room to the studio, there's 
like a there's a display of noise tapes above the windows along there and in the kitchen there's one above the pantry so there's like this there's noise tapes in the kitchen if i go to reach for a can of beans there's like a you know rainforest spiritual enslavement tape set staring me in the face well right <laughs> no right and that and that's yeah. basically how we've lived and so we we just made a concerted effort to get everything where it needs to be and then go in and actually yeah. we still need to organize the CDs but they're at least where they're going to live they might not be in the same street that we might need to move them a street you know move around the block it's a, it's a path but they're you know, in the neighborhood they're right in path. that neighborhood you're never finished well, you're, yeah you're never you can't finished. be finished I alphabetized I re-alphabetized my 7 inches this week and I alphabetized all my 10 inches a while back so that's there. there's a I have too many 10 inches I've got probably 100 10 inches here that's not too many we, what are we <laughs> saying that's not too you many that's, can't have too that's many. less than a full cube that's that okay less than a full cube many. a cube will hold about 80 Oh, wow. that's more than a full cube. <laughs> and you got rule on the like, other side. Just shelves. like Tara said. Just like I said. <laughs> uh, You're probably to... going to edit it like she didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to edit this part out. <laughs> that's a, that could be a whole different conversation, but it's more to do with uh, our own neuroses, how you organize your collection. Straight alphabetical, by genre, by label, by section. I've never, ever once done alphabetical on anything no. ever. No, like, never, ever has I, that been a thing. I think that the common way to do it is by genre than alphabetical within genre. That's certainly more our style. Yeah. That's how I work, except 10 inches are all together because it's uh, there's something special about going from uh, Butthole Surfers 10 inches to Brighter Death Now 10 inches in your 10-inch section. The genre is 10-inch is kind of how I look well, at look, it. look, it is a noise genre, and guess what? When we flip this 10-inch over... Anybody can't catch up with this part two. We get a direct continuation of what we heard on the side. Side a. two is so good. It's it it broke my head in half. It just takes it to the next level. I thought this was far more amped up. I love the side so much. It comes in. It's like taking an old timey clunky robot and then rolling it down a hill and then imagine that thing screaming and then hitting a metal dragon that's trapped in a cage and it's trying to get out. And then you throw a bunch of cans into a wood chipper. That is what this sounds like. I thought on the first side, maybe we were filling up the garbage truck with junk. And on the B side, that garbage truck is full and yes. rolling down a hill. It's strange. It, yeah. There's so many great layers on this side too. I think that becomes yes. more prevalent is the layering and there's some really nice cutting in the first chunk of this too that ah it it does really amp everything from the first side up just another notch there's that thing with metal and junk metal that when you have a lot of it it sounds different and i just feel that the second half he had a lot yeah it's almost maybe a little more and there's these parts where there you are you are just Things get pulled away and there's these smaller rusty sounds mm -hmm. and then they interact with the larger swaths of metal junks and then which then creates this even larger noise. Yeah. And, and there's certainly movement because it does start out like something rolling and like that you have that momentum on this track and then. You know, it peels back a little and then it exposes maybe, you know, some different layers and then something comes back in and pumps it up and amplifies it and then peels that back again. Like, I feel like this is 
really, really well composed oh, and yeah. it is, you never get tired of hearing what you're hearing and you don't get to rest on, on what you're hearing. And I even love the, the sound of wind and air in this track it is really nice. It feels like there is some of that. Yeah. It, 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 like, I'm like, oh, maybe it's, it's rain. Like at one point I was like, is that rain? Like rain on a tin roof or like a, a wind or a tornado blowing a metal house around, you know, but it, it's still like elemental. It doesn't feel like a piece of metal or two on a folding table in someone's like studio room. It feels like yeah. that junkyard from the Einsters into Neubaut and Halber mention video oh, or totally. something, right? Like <laughs> you're more in this open ended warehouse full of junk. And the metal sounds you're hearing are you're hearing stuff being smashed and bashed together, but you're also hearing the after effects of like whatever piece of metal was hit is now like bouncing and wavering and still has momentum from being hit and scraping against the other metal pieces that it's on causing those to move and scrape against another metal piece. And you get that sense of a, a junk monolith with this. That is a very unique K2 kind of sound. And there's, there is this part, there is a section or two that almost sounds like an orchestra tuning up. It's so yes, weird. Yeah. It's this really weird warped section that comes in two or three times. You know, it's funny. I rarely find myself using the word weird when we're listening to things. And I wrote weird several times. There's and you just weird, said weird too. Yeah. And we're both like, it's weird. There's some weird choice in a great way. And it takes a lot for us to say that something's weird. Look, guys. I've got the word weird written down too. Yes. But there are these weird <laughs> Why is it so weird? Choices that that make it so uniquely K2. Yes. The reason that I wrote it down and that it feels weird to me is the electronics on this. Yeah. are not in any way typical like they're they're not noise electronics. They're weird electronics mixed right. with and, junk and, noise and, and, and that's really cool. It's not there's not the harsh aggressive distorted and like synth and filter sounds that you might find on a noise release from what well, we talk in 1997. It's there. It's a little more sci-fi and not somber, but atmospheric certainly. Totally. And, and a lot of those electronics are things that we heard on the rust that are ported over to this tenant. I think is really cool, but K2, I mean, his trajectory has been so he's done so many different things. I mean, mm -hmm. those early tapes are way more industrial. There's rhythms, there's drum machine on it. Then you get to more of these full on the metal, you know, metal junks, noise cut up. Then you have something like hypertrophy on band. That's almost ambient. Then you have his ground fault CD, which is, has, yeah. actual drums on it. It's right. very so he's always thrown things for a loop. I think you know, I think it's the metal junks that we really think of when we think of K2 yeah. and those just those great tapes, the the great the whatever the font uh probably what probably a computer processor, right? Is the way that those early tapes am I right on that gray? Like those you know what the I mean process. by that though? I like do. the that's got to be what, because they look, they don't look like anything else. Like yeah. they, they're, they're just that great primitive computer font. That's perfect. I love the way those look. So he's just such a, he's a fascinating artist that is really 
done so many different things. But Can't we call it harsh atmospheric? Totally, totally. <laughs> but I think I think something like the rust. I think something like anybody can't catch up with this. I think something like metal aplakia. That I think is that's when you think of K two. I yeah. think I think that's well. The, that one's drum machine and it does junk have drum metal. machine, but that and one does. That's almost the transition one but in it's a way. Got junk. From the drum machine era to to this era, yeah, you think? I mean, I don't know. Again, he's done so much. I'm I'm we're, I'm approximating metal really. dysplasia. There's so many killers. Ch- Cheeses International. Yeah. Hey, welcome back, Cheeses International. Right. Smelling oh, Quinn Cunty Bubbles. Smelling Welcome back, Cheeses. <laughs> we're so excited. Well, I was looking up. I want to hear the tape. Uh, souls are controlled by molecules. What a cool title! <laughs> I know, and it looks I, I amazing. It. it looks sick. It's like 1993 tape. So good amazing. luck getting that one, me. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, you hey. know, a lot of the K2 tapes look just killer. Yes, there's the great Triple R box set. I'm, I don't know if it's still available or not, but don't the five think tapes. so. Don't think yeah. so. Do you know what I love about Kimihide Kusafuka is? He wears his own shirt when he's playing. <laughs> wearing a, a K2 shirt while playing, while <laughs> performing K2. And I love that it's a wrestling move. Total wrestling oh, move. Yeah. You got to promote it while you're doing it. And it just brings me so much joy every time I see it. It fits so hard. I just And you know K2's it. watching that wrestling. But K2, Tara, tell us about that name and what is it? Well, it's not just Kimihide's name because there's two K's in it. It's also the second highest mountain in the world. Next, where? next to Everest. And where is it located? It's on the China-Pakistan border. It's also known as the King of Mountains. It's also known as Savage Mountain. For every four that reach the summit, one person dies. Think about those odds. It's the most deadly mountain to ascend. Still, nobody has climbed the eastern face of this mountain. So it's more deadly than Everest? Yeah, it's the most deadly mountain to climb. It's the second highest, but it's the most deadly. Like, um, It it truly is uh, a beast of a mountain. And it's because it has the most unpredictable weather. So everything could look fine. And then weather rolls in and there's just, you're, you're trapped. I mean, people will certainly die and it's it it's the over eight thousand club is what they call it because it is eight thousand six hundred and eleven meters tall do you gentlemen know where the meter comes from do not this i always rejected the metric system until i knew this tell us i'm very curious the meter is one ten millionth of a distance from north pole to the equator so it is actually a unit based upon the circumference of the earth itself. Weirdly enough, the Egyptians had the meter. It wasn't their pyramid unit or a cubit, but they had a holy unit that they used and it was very, very close to the meter. How cool is it that it's based upon the earth? It's very cool and... Standardizing unit. Imagine being someone who wants to climb mountains for a good time and I the risk not. of you dying is is high. When That's I think much about like the, the hill I live on. Yes, it is. (laughs) And the good thing, though, is that Tara and I will never find ourselves in that position. I was I was thinking about this earlier, um, thinking about K2 and like people that want to climb it. And if I look back on my life and I think about the stupidest, most irresponsible things I've done, they all involve climbing up to high places. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, why did we go out climbing in, in the winter? Why did we, you know, climb up on that bridge? It just, it's crazy. I cannot imagine really when, especially knowing that when for every four people to go up, one dies. So while we will never be caught alive or dead on the summit of K2. <laughs> More likely dead. It's certainly intense like this. We will be caught listening to K2 forever. Yeah. Forever. And I think this 10 inch is a perfect, perfect 30 minutes of K2 and then pair it with the rust. I mean, come on. Killed we- it with those sessions. Can I say, good job. You he did can. such a good job. Tara, wow. let K2 know what a good job K2, he did. K2, you had like this 10 inch and the rust, total classics. You did such a good job, whatever you were doing, killing it. Yes. So, man, what a classic. I mean, this is just a classic. I think of it as a classic. I agree. I When yeah. you suggested it, I was like, I picked it just a picture of it showed up in my head immediately because yep. you just know that yep. cover with that sticker, minimal, understated, containing just some nasty junk noise. And and Zen 97. Yeah. And, you know, kind like of said, maybe we haven't touched on enough and Zen stuff. I think we certainly will. Yeah. As there's so much great stuff in that catalog yes. and we we will dig into it. Very, very important label. Well, I know K2 has a band camp with a lot of things So many on things. There. That I, oh, we didn't I talk about how he's a pathologist, too. So He really is a pathologist. So if you look at his social media, it says noise and pathology. Those are his interests. So he is an audio pathologist. Yes. <laughs> he practices audio pathology, yes. much like skin crime. Yes. And I love it. That's so sick. But K2 does have a band camp. He's got... Tons and tons of things on there. I don't think this is on there, though. So still go support K2 through his band camp. But you uh, have to see got a copy of this thing yeah. because you got to have the paper. You got to have the sticker. You got to have it in your 10 section. It's mandatory. Yeah, you got to fill out that 10 inch. Gray needs more. Apparently, he needs to fill up a second cube. He's only got this, like, I got about what? a second cube that's like a third full. I, I got I to yeah, fill it up. Sounds like it. Well, so, you know, it's it's a fourth full if you only have 20 in it. So. Hey. There you go. There I said at least 100. Well, 80 fit in it. You got 80 in there. You have 100. That's 20. 20 in the second I'm one. I'm really into full. the, I am Dude, currently into the gray Terra cube discussion. And it's, it's, it's really good. It's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things. Wait, of the that's day. our new, that's our new metric system is measuring everything by the uh, IKEA cube. Oh well, certainly that you is have our to. standard unit of measure. Well, it's not standard because they've changed from the expedits to the Kallax. I think the cubes un- are still the same size, but I'm not certain. What if they're what if they're uh, a couple thousands off? Go enjoy K2. Anybody can't catch up with this. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.